my spidey senses tingling. Friends, those are the dulcet tones of your host of the Paper Cake Podcast, episode 72. Welcome to the show, Paper Cake Podcast. Uh, we talk about industry news, the books you're reading this week, do a book club. This week's book club, Brian K. Vaughn. Hmm. You ever heard of this guy? Did a little book called The Runaways. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here, everybody. It's good to be here. Thank you, sock phones. Uh, you picked a great time to tune in. The best time ever in Paper Keg's history. Let's go around the room, you know? Our illustrious panel of hosts. To my right, wearing an obnoxiously red t-shirt, he is an unpublished writer. By choice. Working on his own comic book. Jonesy loves beer. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Back to the bowels of New Jersey. The land of fake ponies and dreams. Fake dreams. We are in New Jersey. Spoilers. Uh, Making his triumphant return to the show. I welcome our first and only black host. He is a published writer. Mm -hmm. Rations Magazine. You ever heard of this? You ever heard of this thing? No. Yeah, no. Go check it out. He's in it. Uh, he was off on assignment filming vignettes for Yes Hello TV. TV superstar Mark Farrington. It's good to be back. Oh, I've man. missed you guys. You hear that? blow out the base channel on that bad boy. You're on the Twitter, right? Mark, what's your Twitter name? At Farrington Says. I believe uh, uh, an old friend hooked me up with that handle. Probably a good-looking man. Humble, like none other. All right. <laughs> yeah, too meta. Too meta. Uh, and Fourth finally, the other founding member of Paper Gag, he just had another kid. Show family man. Six-day-old. You know VP what I mean? of merch. Uh, President of uh, Baggy Eyes. See these? See these? Podcast... Bad boy. See these eyes right here? Dale underscore A on the Twitter. Welcome to the show. <coughs> it's uh, it's good to uh, be on the show. Right. I uh, thank special thanks to my wife for giving me clearance for today. Yeah. Um, she gave the okay. Yeah, I really, I really needed this. You know, I was climbing up the walls. Yeah. Took off work. Why this kid was being born? Your yeah. gray hairs are really coming in. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'm it looks jealous good. of your gray hair. I think it looks really good. If I had gray lie. hair, I would get so many chicks. I, My wife doesn't. Listen. But you probably wouldn't. <laughs> I I don't. But you probably would. Yeah, because it's. 
I hipsters love the gray. Hipsters love chicks. They do. They do love chicks. Almost as much as PBR and flannel. PBR is a, da- is a tasty treat. Hey, I like it. Okay. Other people's beer doesn't have a blue ribbon. True. Uh, Dale underscore A, you bring us into the world of news each week. Er, each, I do. Each two weeks, really. <laughs> yeah. Well the, well, the new format. Right. The, the new format. It's, it's is, different. It's been voted by everyone. It's a total failure. <laughs> so <we're> the numbers <laughs> are coming in. It's <laughs> abysmal. <laughs> the numbers are in. It's awful. Uh, no, but we we go through the news. You, we you have some news for us this week. Yeah, big news in the industry news, basically. Podcast industry news? Podcast industry What do we got? News. Did you guys hear about this? The... Uh, the uh, you know the the paper keg podcast our podcast right the podcast the four of us started together because we needed something out there that didn't suck right St- uh, started because we thought we could do it better than everybody else yeah. a place where we managed for seventy two episodes never to pander let's throw that out there that's right does that mean we're gonna start pandering. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hear I the new segment. I didn't get the internal Let memo. Let spit out the news. I kind of want to hear the segment. Uh, well, folks, um, paper keg, okay? Right. Let's just get it out there, okay? Uh, paper keg is going through some changes. After episode 75, uh, there will not be any new episodes, at least in some sort of short or long-term fashion. Right. Extended hiatus. Wrapping up production for now. Yeah. The lights are coming on. This shoot is ending. The tables are going... The chairs are going on the table. Tables are going on chairs. Uh, yeah. The... Um, come October, just things are going to be really crazy for for our lives. Mm-hmm. Our individual lives, and it's all happening around the same time. So, um, it's a perfect storm of yeah, poor scheduling time. Yeah, exactly. Poor scheduling, biology. You know, job. Yeah, you know, you ha- you have a six day old. Jonesy's Jonesy's wife is giving birth. Coming in, in for a landing. I like to call she's it. She's flying mm-hmm. in October to give birth. October. I'm moving to another state. Mark, Mark is aloof. Mark is a superstar. I'm just chilling. He can't do the show on his own. Yeah. So we came to the agreement that if we can't deliver uh, the weekly or shut or bi-weekly format, then we're gonna we're gonna take five. Yeah. You know. Um, mind you, this this does not right now, as of right now, it does not mean the show is ending. It just means we just need to take a, a break, so you won't. Uh, be refreshing those feeds for for a while, right? A couple months, you know. Yeah, stay tuned for that tweet. You know. Yeah, it's like the bat signal. Yeah, um, it's <clears throat> it's tough to talk about. You know, we love paper keg. We love it. We need it in our lives. But the show suffers, and the show will suffer in October. So we're recording at the beginning of October. The last show we record will be episode seventy-five, and. Um, after that, you know, we'll be uh, we'll be busy, mm-hmm. and and in the meantime, we'll always be thinking about the show. We'll be farting around with, uh, you know, a way to get back get back on the saddle, right? 
And if we can do that in a in a quality fashion, then you can be darn sure that you know we will do just that to bring you to do a show. We fought about it internally for weeks, yeah, months. Jonesy, uh, I did became, some pouting. Became very depressed. He did. Um, but it's very difficult. Uh, it's a. It's hard to schedule the show, and then b. If we're going to add new children and states into the mix, right? Who knows what could happen? Let's yeah. Let's let's hit the brakes. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe from the break, you know, from the ashes come some new things. You know, some yeah. new fantastic things. Who knows? Yeah. Stay tuned for that. I we, mean, I mean, we know, but we're not. We're just going to take a break. Right. Exactly. You know, we got some secrets. We got secrets. Feeds. Other feeds. Other feeds maybe will be refreshing. Right. Um, but that's that's the news. We'll talk about it more on the fireside. Yeah. Which will be recorded tonight, but post next week. So it's going to be a long week. We it's will not be, be answering any questions on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know, it, look, everybody's going to have questions, and uh, we have questions, and we have tissues and tears and hugs. We mm-hmm. hug each other. Uh, we hug each other constantly. Yeah, because True. this is just this is uh, uh, something that we're basically we have to do for sanity's sake. This is like pulling the bandage off. Right. Fast. Fast. Like you can't just wet it. You know how you have a band-aid and you like think you can wet it and it'll make it better? Doesn't. It doesn't. We've been trying to wet it. Right. It's time to tear it off. I mean, you've listened to the firesides. <laughs> instead of Fireside side is the definition of a wetted band instead of actual shows where we talk about comic books we just think of something to think of talk about for 20 minutes mm-hmm. no uh you know and uh we just we're not going to be able to keep doing that we, we, we might as well not uh waste the resources to try to do only that sure if we're going to be traveling and and getting together because we record the show all in one room yeah all yeah. in one room no other podcast can say that. No other comics podcast. You know, we're sure. trend, we're trendsetters. We're gonna continue being trendsetters. Let's talk about some comics. Can Let's I just make that, a, you know? one comment? Absolutely, one not. comment. Jonesy loves so if, glassy eyes. If you were the guy that was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna go to the barcade meetup because there's gonna be plenty more in the future," <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'll learn them. Amazing. Jonesy. Stay tuned Sorry, for uh, the the baby shower meetup. <laughs> <laughs> Paper cake Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Jonesy, you love to read the comics. I do in your free time. I read them w- with uh, you know you have a with baby, a plum. You have a baby coming up. You're going to be running out of free time. Yeah. So you're pretty much just checking off comics on your list. It's like my comics bucket list. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. did, what did you read this week? I read the old Invincible. One of one of my stables of favorites. Pretty much, and my th- that's favorite table. One of two comics that you read and talk about on the show. And what's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> so, Invincible, issue ninety four. Okay, I'm ready. All right, this uh, the a plot of the story is primarily the inba- the next invasion going on in the land of Invincible, and the uh, invaders are this uh, group of reptilian aliens that uh, robot. And Monster Girl mm-hmm. went into a parallel dimension and lived with them for many years, much like uh, Omni Man did early in the run. Remember? I remember that, yeah. Volume one, we just mm-hmm. uh, did the other day, yeah. other week. I don't, I don't even know anymore. I think we, the fireside. We recorded like eight months ago, it feels like. 
So uh, you learn that um, Robot and Monster Girl, who have had like a flirtatious relationship in the past, actually do get together during their time in this parallel dimension. And the shock twisting ending is their son is leading the invasion. FYI, spoilers. So if you <laughs> just rewind and pretend you didn't hear it. So, uh, and it also ends on the cliffhanger that there will be a death in no. Invincible 100. Just no. six issues away. My vote, Blavincible. Oh my word! Really? You mean mm-hmm. the black and the black invincible? Mark, I apologize on Jonesy's behalf. I was, was going to say, is that insulting. a thing now? I disappear for a couple episodes and we just disrespect That's my people. Because you can't rein me in. It's been like seven hours since Paper Cutters ever heard your voice. He's, he's Tracy Jordan over here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, gr- continues high marks for excellence on Invincible, even with the spiraling out of control in crap territory, Walking Dead. Uh, that's, Bobby that's, K. That's your opinion. Bobby K. Brings it to the table. With mm-hmm. Invincible. Your opinion. Correct. Opinion. Um, speaking of opinions, Mark Farrington, published writer, TV star. What's your opinion, <laughs> Mark? <laughs> I went back to the well, um, Avenging Spider-Man 11. On the archives. <laughs> back to the new issue Back well? to the well. Zeb Wells, Steve Dillon. Oh, God. I never liked Steve Dillon pencils, but I got through them on this. Celebrating the 50th anniversary of my man Spider-Man. Happy anniversary, this buddy. adds another wrinkle to the death of Ben Parker. The story starts off with Aunt May and Peter Parker showing up at Ben's grave, as apparently they do every anniversary of his death, and they're just talking. You can tell that they've kind of moved on, but at the same time, they're both remembering how hard it is on this day remembering Ben's passing. And... I love this issue because this does something that no other Spider-Man origin has done. How many recountings, how many retellings have we seen of Spider-Man's origin? Exactly. But we don't really get to see what happened the days after Ben died. In the classic Stan books, it just goes straight into him as Mm Spider-Man. Here you see them grieve. Here you see Aunt May breaking down it their memorial here you see peter lying awake at night just all he can say is it was my fault it was my fault aunt may goes to check on him and he says it was my fault and it was just moving it gave so much depth to with great power comes great responsibility and in the end may tells him why she knows ben would be proud of him and why peter holds every life sacred this is spider-man is a hero that's like just speaks to people when you're going through that rough patch, a lot of people look at Spider-Man as getting through. Well, this is Spidey getting through one of his hardest patches. you got to read this issue if you're a Spider-Fan. Dale underscore A is a noted Spider-Man genealogist. I am. What, I did you think? what did you think of Zeb Wells' final issue? I actually didn't read the uh, issue yet. Because... Um, uh, get a kid or something. My son, you know. So uh, maybe I'll, I might take my other son to the comic book store. Oh. I want my time off. And uh, catch up. Aww. That'd be fun. Tell you what, I did read that issue. Let me tell you something. Tell you a little something. What'd you think? Please. I'm pretty tired of Uncle Ben's stories in, in Spider-Man books. Wow. Okay. Right. And I'm a big Spidey fan. Right. I'm just worn out of Ben issues. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. But he's the one guy in comics who's never come back. Mm. Well, mm. not from the dead. In oh, true. 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 
parallel universes, alternate Flashbacks, timelines, but I no can, resurrection. You know, I can true. see your uh, your opinion on that, uh, Slim. I mean, uh, it's true they do hit that well. I mean, just this year they probably threw their line into that pool. I don't know. A Put their times. mop in that bucket. Yeah, yeah threw exactly. the hot dog down the hallway. But uh, but uh, I can't wait to read it though. I've I've heard really good things, and Avenging is uh, up there. No matter. I mean, Zeb Wells is like one of the pinnacle Spidey writers. But he's gone. He's this is yeah, his final what's issue. Up with that? Really? And he, and he was after gone, he, he was, was missing for a he couple. He was missing. Of issues. Came back for one uh, issue. Gone. They no, made the book for him. He's on the letters page. Oh man, I so. read them. Because I wait to see if they drop any more nuggets about Amazing Spider-Man ending for good and no more Dan oh Slot. So after a series that was created for Zeb, eleven issues in, and he didn't like four, and he's out. Yeah, how about Joe Mad? Yeah, two and a half, three issues. God, three. The first arc. How about uh, terrible? You ever heard of this book, Incredible Hulk? Mark Silvestri was billed as that uh, artist. <laughs> oh yeah, he <laughs> left after like an issue and a half. Terrible. And same with uh, well, and you know. I did have a news nugget, news segment, but you know we had other news that uh, Bacalo was going to be a possible another uh, ongoing for Marvel I now. Heard. What's he doing? He's supposed to be doing Wolverine He's the X Men. He got four issues of that in. He got maybe seven, maybe seven. Although half that series has been tie-ins, which has been awful. I hate tie-ins. He said yeah. he's going to do Reddit on the Bleeding Cool. You know that that uh, yeah. news site, Bleeding Cool Firm, so. gossip site extraordinaire. Said he's he's doing a a new ongoing in January or like December, and he's doing some kind of cool filler book. He said, "There's some something about cable." Was the he rumor d- is it's rumor, a cable book, but that's bleeding cool firmed, bleeding cool firmed, right? Dale underscore a show family man. What did you read this week? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say Gambit number one and two. What? My God, big fan of Gambit. I'm a big fan of the character of Gambit. Sexy. Most a lot of his uh, his solo titles are big, just a big turn off because it's all about Thieves Guild and Belladonna and New Orleans, and it's kind of crappy. It was always crappy, you know, from what I remember. The first miniseries was actually spectacular. Yeah, the first miniseries yeah. was great. It was. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Um, Gambit one and two talks about it's really cool because they met, they touch on him being an instructor at the Jean Grey school and um he is a thief at heart but you know he's he suppresses that he's uh he's a guy he's he's matured perhaps uh but he's still every once in a while he's he still needs to sow his thieving oats so uh he goes to a uh a fundraiser at a rich gentleman's house in the neighborhood He's invited. Well, the Jean Grey School is invited because it's a fundraiser for some edu- from Empire State University. So uh, he knows that this guy has kind of got some bad ties, some bad crime, and um, so he's just going to go check it out and see, you know, like kind of work on his moves, work out the kinks right. mm-hmm. of the old, like you know, Ocean's Eleven style. Get in there. So he gets goes to the party, and uh, basically he robs this guy's mansion. But but the way he perceives it is this guy's not very good anyway. He's making all his money on crime, mm-hmm. financing people's criminal rings. Modern day Robin Yeah, Hood. exactly. So he's like, well, I'm just stealing from this guy. This guy's no good anyway. He's a no good Nick. And um, he steals this artifact into this. He, he This guy has a uh, 
invisible addition built onto his house. And he's got like this huge room, like Warehouse, warehouse 13. He's got all these artifacts in it and stuff. And they show like uh, the like a box with Nazi markings, like where they, they put the Ark of the Covenant, Covenant in the box at the end of the uh, Raiders and... Uh, and stuff like that. So he's got like a sentinel in there and all kinds of crazy things. Well, he steals this one little artifact and he brings it back home. And then it turns out this artifact, he touches it. This artifact like burrows into his chest or something oh crazy. God. So the next issue was... Uh, was it make it part of an intergalactic peacekeeping force? <laughs> Stay tuned. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, these aren't single issues. They're, he's writing for the Ark, this guy. Um, second issue is him. He's got to... Uh, because of this alien artifact, he has to break into a museum in Washington, D.C., because recently they've logged in a few artifacts that are similar. So he's got to go and f- and look at their documentation and figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Uh, what's his name? Fence makes a, an appearance. Never heard of him. Some random guy, Fence, who... Who is a fence. I bet he's a fence, yeah. Uh, But uh, I like it. I like the issues. I like what they're doing with Gambit, uh, how they uh, perceive him. He's not, they're not writing him with like an awful Cajun accent the whole book. Right. So it's not like hard to read, like, you know, trying to read Rogue or something like that. Um, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. It's a lot of nude Gambit in that book, too. Oh, yeah. It's like totally like Austin Powers picture frames in front of his Remy LeBeau. You know what I mean? <laughs> his little Lebeau. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I liked his inner, a lot of inner monologues. And a, one shot was like, he basically sums up his life in a monologue. And then they have a picture of his life. And it's like, he's grading term papers on his desk. And then on top of that, like, there's a text message from Rogue. And he calls himself like a teacher and like a uh, uh, extra coddly ex-boyfriend or something like a, a super understanding ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just really cool how they're they're tackling Gambit this time Love around. It. Uh, one of the I, I just picked this up on the one of the term papers was from Quentin Quire at the Jean Grey School. Oh. Legacies of blood soaked hip- hypocrisy: a comparison of Joseph, Joseph Stalin and James Howlett. So nice. Man, at Quentin Quire, man, he's got it out. He's a hoot. He is. That kid. And uh, Gambit. Hoot and a half. Gambit 1 and 2. Um, let's get into it right now. Fear Agent. Uh, so you warned us. I warned you ahead of time. It was all over the Twitter. That I I had a late night the other night. You know? I thought, I, I told myself it was time to read the final issue. Because I hadn't read it yet. Just the final? You've, the you've final read issue. everything up until the yeah. final? Did you like approach the kitchen table and the the single light was like falling down on the iPad? <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You well, couldn't no, this approach book it is, right this, away? This book isn't digital. We don't get the Dark Horse in the comics. So it was hitting so the cover had, of the last I had to issue. Dig, I had to go into the long box and find out where the hell it is because it's not in alphabetical order, those long boxes. Right. Um, but I didn't just read the final issue. I knew I couldn't just read it. And be emotionally impacted. So I went back. Oh, man. I went back to the whole number one. 32 issues. You read 32 issues of Fear Agent. Uh, The final night, I read 20 issues. I was done around 2 a.m. Now, kids, this goes to show you, if you do nothing but drink five-hour energy, (laughs) you, too, do not need to sleep. I, you know, my my dear wife was asleep on the couch, and uh, I was like, this is it. It's time. Don't, um, don't make us sound. Don't make us. There's going to be some some spoilers in my little. I 
My plan is to talk about only fear agent issues for this show and the next show. So okay. I have four. Wow. Um, the let's start with the second to last issue, the final arc, called Out of Step. You know, do, what what the volume did we read when we talked about it? the first volume? Yeah, first volume, volume one. Yeah. Uh, so Heath Houston is this uh, alien exterminator. You know, he's like Han Solo, Wolverine, uh, I don't know, any other cool badass character wrapped into one. Let's just all talk about Fear Eater books because that's what I want to do. Because <laughs> it's uh, that good. It's my all-time favorite book, flat out. All Did time you just hands down of all time? I, I read this all in one over the course of two nights. You sure? And I, just not, and you know, I, and I have remendos in your eyes. And I said, this is it. All-time favorite comic, all-time favorite character. Wow. That's it. Over Wolverine. It's it. Get out of here. Over you, you, Logan. I will, le- I will give you these singles. You read them all over the course of two or three nights, and I defy you to tell me otherwise. So, the final arc. Um, he's been through a lot. He, uh, he was the cause of destroying an entire race. Mm-hmm. To because he thought that they were out to hurt his race. You know, this alien race came to Earth, the Dressites. That's right. He yeah. had an opportunity to leave a bomb on their home planet to end all this violence. Uh, so he does, and he finds out that the Dressites aren't evil. It's just that this army that was sent over had been put through hell, and they were taking it out on the humans. Oh, my word. So he, he wiped out an, an entire race oh, that didn't word. deserve it. So he's dealing with this. Uh, he finds out various, he, you know, he's been through hell. So he goes um, and he comes face to face with these characters, these this alien race that is the cause of everything he's been through. You know, he lost all his friends, uh, lost his wife, uh, his, his, you know, his son, his father, killed by everything that had happened with this race. Um, so he, he confronts them and he has the ability to link with their minds and explain uh, what I've been through because of you. So this oh. is this amazing uh, panel. I'm just going to read some of it right now. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Uh, let's see. He calls them the jelly brains. So they say, you know, you set this in motion. You forced our hand. Uh, y'all talk a lot of bull ass. You know, why not just curse? We have four episodes left, right? Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, Y'all talk a lot of bull. Racist spoiled children went and sterilized the entire universe under the flag of convenience to keep all life safe. Grand rationalization. Ain't no such thing as safety in life. Pursuit of it just keeps you from ever living. Pain, loss, struggle, and strife, all part of the equation. Mm. But you needed it easier. Removed any pain from your lives, any struggle, any chance of surprise. Time traveled yourself a giant GDAM universal trust fund. Left you soft. We are sterner than you know. Let's see. So he lets his helmet down and links with them. Wow. Throw the doors open. The full tour. The years in the deep. The loss. The guilt. Alone. Drunk. Broken. Living with all them dead. The faces of my children. Sunny days we never had. The fight to protect them. Salt River. Eden Dunks Kent. I tossed Char into the cold water. Days in between the noise. Then nothing. Absence of what should have been. Their faces. All dead. 
dead and dreaming of revenge, and they deserve better. They deserve salvation. And it ends. The the jelly brains are so grief-stricken by this new emotion that they're dead. He's killed them just by linking with his torment over the years oh of his entire God. life. You weren't ready for it. All those things you kept yourselves from ever feeling, the pain, loss, sorrow, and fear, all those bad feelings you never experienced. Thanks to you, it's all I've ever known. All I am, a fear agent. And that was his last encounter with the Jelly Brains. Wow. Needless to say... Tears. I'll be talking about the final issue next show. Okay. And I... I read I read uh, this issue. This is the first to last issue. Um, tearing up during that scene, you like reading all these issues in one sitting. You relate to Heath Houston in a way like if you have ever experienced loss or thought you could never be better than what people perceived you. This will absolutely be a gripping book. So the last issue, we'll talk about it next week or two weeks from now. But like. Reading, I, I moved into the bedroom to read this. Wow! Just openly weeping, reading the reading this and the final issue. Your so poor, your poor issues. <laughs> Fear agent, man, greatest. Maybe I'm still on the high. I don't know the the, yeah. the amazing highs of just total redemption. Right. Read Fear Agent. Go pre-order the hardcover right now. Oh God, yes, I at uh, the comic book shop in Delaware. That's where to go. Pre-order mine, comic book shop. I, I mean, you definitely know I'm going to buy it, but if you need to pre-order for me, pre-order for me. Remendo. Uh, does Amanda, your wife, sorry, does she like, just like roll her? Does she roll her eyes every time you start crying reading a comic? <laughs> she, like, <laughs> she was she was still asleep. I told her. Uh, Did you I, wake I her saw up her the next day? He <laughs> wept on her back. <laughs> wake up, Amanda! Please, I ever told you I loved you. <laughs> no, I told her the next morning. I was like, hey, you should read uh, Fear Agent. It's pretty good. He's like, eh. Yeah, thank I you. I don't uh, like color comics. <laughs> <laughs> she she only likes Walking Dead. <laughs> Lightning round. But you, did you still tell her you cried to you try to get some points? I did cry though. Just she so sees you know. me cry at everything. It's, I don't get uh, points when she sees oh, me okay. crying. I could come home if I don't see James for like eighteen hours, and I come home he's running around waterworks. It's game over. Yeah, just wipe my shirt on my eyes. Yeah, beautiful. Lightning round. Two sentences or less. A book you read. Jonesy loves beer. Avengers versus X-Men. <laughs> Issue 10. It's Jonesy's second book that he talks about every <laughs> <Yeah>. week. This summer. <laughs> What's my third book? <laughs> That's not a sentence. Wolverine. Who ever thought you could kill the most powerful entity in the multiverse by teaching a teenager to be an Iron Fist? Snorefest. Boy. You just hate creativity. No, I, I, I do. Rebuttal. Fireside. Save it for next week. Batman, Earth One. Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Bruce is building the legend of Batman from the first stem, and it's a long, painful road. First time in a long time, I finished a book and wanted more. Nightwing, number 147. Go back to the archives for this one. <laughs> <laughs> the one scene where he got shot and Alfred's working on him and he looks like a Don Knotts on that operating table. 
It's the biggest piece of crap I've read in a long time. Fear agent. <laughs> it's already been. Already know. You already, already, already warned everybody. Already Still on the high. Uh, Fear agent sixteen. The final issue of the last goodbye. Just gonna little, throw a little Samuel Clemens quote at you <laughs> from Rick Remendo. It is not in the least likely that any life has ever been lived which was not a failure in the secret judgment the person who lived it. Runaways. Brian K. Vaughn. You heard of this guy? Blind, I have. Brian K. Vaughn. Why What's The Last Man is one of my favorite series ever. Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, Never heard of Why the Last Runaways Man? Runaways and Brian K. Vaughn and another artist that I, uh, his name escapes me on this book. Oh yeah, it's, um, hmm. It's good. Adrian Alfona. Thank you. Checking the archives. Jonesy, what's this book all about? So, imagine that there was a super secret evil organization that was at the crux of many different worlds and times. And then imagine they had normal lives and had children. All set in the Marvel Universe. One day, these kids are all together for this, uh, and you know, this group meeting their parents have. They meet once a year, supposedly. You know, the kids are cracking jokes. Maybe this is like an eyes wide shut party, and you know, the little one like doesn't quite understand all the references, and she's got something going on, womanly, if you will. <laughs> and uh, so the kids are like, "Let's go spy, yeah, on our parents now, yeah, because we're cool." You know, one's a dumb jock. One's like the emo chick. Like we, we all parties represented here. Mm-hmm. And uh, black guy. So <laughs> they they open a secret door, one way mirror. They see their parents sacrifice a sixteen year old girl. Whoa! So they start meeting in secret to kind of discuss what they've discovered. And decide that they don't want to be like their villainous parents. They want to get justice for this young girl and find a way to stop their parents. They run away. (laughs) If you will. (laughs) If you will. (laughs) And uh, the first volume ends with a standoff with their parents. And uh, they kind of go in hiding. And they're going to form this quasi superhero teen to with the uh the goals of exposing your parents and stopping the injustice that they cause from respect at affecting innocent people. Runaways, volume one, there you have it. You left one critical detail. That there's a raptor. There's a raptor and there's a rat in the group. At the end of this standoff Spoilers. with the Spoilers. I don't tell you who. At the end of the standoff with the parents the parents find a note drop. Yes, an in the unsigned foyer. note that says, "I still love you guys. I will always support you. I still love you." Can I guess? I have Brian the, K. Black Vaughn over here. God, Number Brian one K. Vaughn. Volume one does not reveal the role or the 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 mole though. Can I guess who it is? Correct. Yes, it's the it's the tall chick, the blonde. Would you like to know if you're right? 
Give no, me, a, give I me would. a facial expression, Dale. Look the other direction. Nod or say no at me. And keep the show going at the same time right. because <laughs> we're wasting it. Okay, all right. He has given me the answer to my question. Uh, runaways. I think I may know because I started reading the second volume of Runaways <laughs> before I realized it wasn't the first volume. <laughs> I may know some things. Right. I don't know. Must have been a little funky to jump into. Yeah, I was like, what is going on here? Mark, what did you think of Runaways? I think it was cool. Uh, it It's a premise that was kind of interesting because at the beginning, they think their parents are superheroes. And I think any little, any fan in our little genre would at one point think, man, how cool is it if your parents were superheroes? Then the exact opposite happens. I like these characters. Um, each one is the prototypical character of the group they represent. The dumb jock, the nerdy, pudgy fangirl, the other people. I liked it. It's hard to review without spoiling the ending. Good pace, simple read, entertaining. Oh, has it ended? Yeah. Was it a limited series? This was a limited series that went on for about 18 issues in the first volume. Okay. So by the end of it, they wrapped it all up, bookended it. Oh, okay. This started Did they off cancel as, it? Is that because they canceled it? or I think they wanted to relaunch it because this was originally launched as part of Marvel's Tsunami imprint because mm-hmm. they wanted people, they wanted to publish books that had more of a manga influence. And with that in mind, this book soared above that quality. It had no business being this good. And so at the end of Drink. that imprint, it was the last title standing, I think. That in Mystique, I want to say. Yeah, Mystique went for like 24. Yeah, 24 issues. And it was good. It was really good. Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, I I mean, what Mark said, it, it's not any... What I think it was, after reading Invincible last show, for last show, it almost felt like somebody steeped in the Marvel U like I am. I'm a huge Marvel Universe fan, but this is totally fresh. It's not, and other than one girl having like a dupe doll that she sleeps with in bed, it's not, you don't need to know anything about the Marvel Universe. There's no references other than, you know, maybe a superhero name drop every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was really cool how it felt so fresh, even though it was a Marvel title. And I know, you know, they probably struggle with trying to do that. Uh, and, you know, inventing characters is probably the easiest way, but you got to make it stick. Um, I really thought, you know, I, I do think that uh, this is a perfect example of some trying to uh, flesh things out, but also trying to move the story along as best you can without running 12 issues and not telling a single and not getting a single storyline out of the way like I do felt like some of it was fast paced but I I see why they probably had to kind of format it that way uh, because it, it might have just taken forever and, and there might have been I would have probably been complaining that you know there was they were writing for the trade or however you want to phrase it mm-hmm. um, but I, I really liked the concept and I liked the interaction of the characters um, and I really like the art and the coloring. Really? The you like the art? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some of the faces and stuff were kind of weird, but I like, I think it was, it, it's just such a clean style. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it. Hmm. Felt like maybe there was, felt like it, the art felt like it was missing something for me. I don't know. If it was like inks, 
Like I didn't really yeah, think of okay. it until now. Maybe there was only color inks on the title. It okay. felt like there was. It felt like they just went from the artist pencil line art mm-hmm. and then colored it right away. Um, yeah, the art for me just felt like super lacking. But I, but like Mark said, it was probably the the line and the style there and, and the readers they were going for. Um, yeah, some of it also felt really. I don't want to say dated, but. Uh, obvious attempts to feel current, like uh, they made a reference to the DC sniper. I do remember that because mm-hmm. they were driving around in a white van, and the character said he got that van because it's so nondescript. Right. Um, the one chick makes a line where the guy came off very Keanu. Yeah, that line? yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so very odd. matrixy. It's, it took me so out of the story. It was like, what an odd line. I guess now I don't know. Maybe if Keanu was like. What year did this come out? Ninety nine, two thousand three. Oh. I don't know if that was Matrix Revolutions around then. Good heavens! <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, but I like I like Dale said. It's it's odd that it's like a creative. It's like a new creative, new character stories for Marvel, which you don't really get. Maybe like uh, Young Avengers was from like you. I'm trying to think of like brand new ideas from Marvel. I had this conversation with a couple buddies of mine just talking comics the other day. We were talking about the last original non-legacy characters that were actually successful. And Runaways came up in the conversation. The only other person that we could think of was Alias, um, Jessica, what's her name? Jessica Jones. Jones. Jessica Jones. Them and these Runaway kids were the last characters we can think of that weren't a spinoff from another superhero. And with that in mind, it was really cool to get in on the ground floor of characters which nine years later people are still clamoring for when are we going to see the runaways again mm-hmm. like you said Dale, i didn't need to read 20 years of back history yeah and that's why i think if like i really felt like it was kind of like uh it was like reading invincible all over again just because it, it was so fresh it was just a a new thing but comfortable at the same time i think a modern uh, Marvel superhero like Captain America shows up in issue 17 or 18 of this series when it's ending. Mm-hmm. That's the first time you even see somebody from the major Marvel U even interact with these kids. Hmm. It was cool. It was kind of uh, cool how it was kind of like a Gladstones feel to it too at yeah. times. Like, uh, you know, it was, I don't know if it was tongue in cheek if that's the word, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, you're gonna be you're in trouble now, young lady. And they they show up. The parents show up in their uh, supervillain costumes, and you got a lot of splaining to do. Like <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was cool how they handled it and uh, how it was like semi serious. How they were threatening Molly, the, all the parents standing around Molly's bed, and then uh, they were trying to still keep it. They're still trying to be parents, mm. you know. Um, Did anyone else have a hard time trying to decipher if the parents had any real love for these kids? Because as the story yeah. unfolds, you see that the parents are one, they're mad that their secrets are blown because you find out that they were going to reveal the legacy behind their group when they turned 18. These kids are between maybe 13 and 16. So they're surprising their parents and upping their timetables and all throughout the first volume when they're running away from their parents, you learn that their parents are kind of ticked that their secrets are exposed and that now they have to go face their kids. But there was a little bit of love in there. 
except towards the end when Alex Wilder, kind of the de facto leader of the group, when his parents set him and the teens up in the eyes of the media so that they're portrayed as killers and that they are fugitives from justice. Yeah, wow. that, was a good, that was a good cliffhanger to the volume. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I like And I like how Gert, what's her, Gertrude, she totally got like a velociraptor from the 84th century and her parents <laughs> went to the future to have it engineered and we're going to gift it to her. So that's kind of cool because she's pretty much, she's just a human. But she's got this B.A. velociraptor mm-hmm. from the future. Like books like this uh, remind me of like books that Marvel would should make towards like the Tumblr demographic, like the the the, yo- the younger like female, uh, mostly female demographic that don't go into comic shops and like I don't know. I think there's a certain demographic on Tumblr that should be totally be marketed to and almost only marketed to from major comic publishers, but they don't. Like run, you see runaway screenshots all the time on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah, um, you see, like you see Hawkeye and Incredible Hulk and Tony Stark memes, and like these talented female artists are drawing these kind of comedic, cartoonish drawings. Where if they got you know her to draw a weekly Marvel mini comic on their website, it would, like blow up, like everything Again. would blow up. But you know. Runaways yeah. seemed like uh, an early stab at that for that kind of demographic. I kind of felt that way. Like Mar- Mark brings up the t- tsunami line, but I, I was just getting kind of back into comics for a, a, a couple years at that time, and I fell in love with all those Marvel tsunami books that came out. It was uh, Human Torch, Mystique, um, Namor. Sentinel, Namor, Sentinel. I love Sentinel. Oh, Sentinel was great. That was a great series where this this kid finds a broke down sentinel in his dad's junkyard and he fixes it up and he like becomes best friends with this thing hmm. uh that was a, that's really cool and so they really tried well, i don't know how hard they tried but they really had the line to do it but it just wasn't executed sentinel i think lasted maybe six issues and then it came back again for another six yeah it didn't last very long yeah, I, I remember yeah. it got canceled pretty early on i love brian came on as a writer i mean Mm-hmm. This guy's talent is just exposed in this book. He never wastes a page. He sets up the premise in the first couple of pages, and after that, just hits the ground running. I mean, what other writer can I think of right now that gets it and paces his book those way? Rick Remendo. I don't know. Remendo. I don't know if Remendo. Vaughn has Wade. got it to a T. God, that wasn't like name your favorite writer. No. That's not the question I asked. <laughs> oh, everybody, it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, everybody, you know, pipe down. <laughs> but uh, it's just Get our great. Wieners I mean, all nice and big. Here. The whole six issues just read so quick. Yeah, it did. You know, he wants to convey an emotion of um, confusion with these kids, and he does it so well because there are times when you, as a reader, have to slow down because you're with them and you're like, you know, panel to panel, and it's very hectic. And it's just he he can so easily manipulate you like that to mm-hmm. read it the way he wants you to. I mean that's testament to a skill right there. I will say the only gripe I had was I did as much as you guys like the conclusion in issue six. Uh, I thought it was a little too encapsulated because you could definitely tell you could read volume one to six and and if that story ended after that 
it would kind of tell its own tale. But I'm used to like a, a Brian K. Vaughan who who's writing a 75 issues maxi series, and and each volume is immediately hooks you to go getting the next issue. And I don't know if that did that for me. I'm, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I wouldn't read volume two, but it just it wasn't as punchy mean, as I'm used you to. You mean them being framed for murder and being put Listen, on the I'm run? Listen, I'm not saying it was bad. A draw for you. I'm just no. What I'm saying is it's not what I'm what I'm used to from that same author. I'm not saying it was bad. How is this drugs? different than what you're used to from Vaughn? We just think at the end of Why the Last Man series you, end you, or no? At the end of volume one. Okay. When he just creates this huge big world and this hook. That you've got to go read volume two right now. You don't want to stop reading. And I'm not saying that I don't, I want to stop reading Runaways 2. It's just that it wasn't as potent as I found it in his other works. So everybody relax. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying I noticed a difference. Okay. Okay. We're all friends here. Everyone <laughs> cool out. Show let's just, let's just end the show then. John's you know what? After that, way out of this room. sick of it. Drop After, Mike. Just yeah. drop them all. What a show. What a show. What a dynamite show. About that new segment. There's new something segment. about... I'll talk about it next week. There's something about the chemistry these four hosts have. <laughs> Who are you trying to talk? Eat it you up, wanna, <laughs> eat so it up not, while you can. We're not putting the show on hiatus is what you're con- trying to talk us into right now. No, I try to no. talk... Not, you know what? No. We got to do what we got to do. Uh, what a show. Next week... We'll read your letters. Oh yeah, you know? that's what we do in the uh, the the panned fireside chat. <laughs> right, largely panned, stretching it out. Uh, we'll also talk about the people thought the show ended four episodes ago. The extended hiatus a little further. Oh yeah, we'll assume that we'll get some letters about it, and we'll maybe we'll go into talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Not only that, we'll announce our next book club next week. Boom. Leave us a review on iTunes if you want. <laughs> What's the point? Please. <laughs> no, please. If we get one more, maybe we won't. <laughs> Don't tease. If we get Don't ten tease. more reviews by the time this episode posts, we'll do the uh, show from Slim's moving truck if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Yeah.